Hey, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Love and Black with Tori and Terry. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Happy Friday to you. Yes. Good Friday uh, was last week, and yeah. man, so hey, look, I, I, I had this thing I was saying last week. If Jesus could go ahead and get up on that third day, we can too. So you guys got to keep it moving, got to keep pressing, and got to keep on getting up every day, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Friday's my favorite day. It's a good, it's a day to reflect too of what you accomplished during the week. So, like my husband said, we got to keep it moving and we got to keep rising. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, today's topic, uh, you know, of the show is positive black male influences. You know, we had a power couple on last week. Our friends Reggie and Gabby, and uh, you know, two professionals in in the business world, and um, you know, as we all are, you know, we like to hype and pump up those uh things that are good and black and uh you know every that's right that's love right so our guest tonight actually is no different um yeah so uh, all i'm gonna say right now is uh the title of his organization is called the black, black man, man can what you know about that <laughs> write it down i'm gonna say it one more time the, the black, black man, man can, can. Hallelujah. So we're going uh, we, we, we to talk to him in a minute. Uh, you know what? We've been following the uh, uh, George Floyd, and I'm going to say it, murder case, because that's exactly what it was. And, you know, over the past couple weeks, uh, all these witnesses have come up. And, uh, I mean, my thing is, as many witnesses there are. Yeah, I'm over it. Or, or, verdict, please. Well, exactly, but don't rush the verdict yet. Well, you know, but, and even with them stating, you know, the the the, um, the Floyd, the George Floyd case, this is Derek Chauvin's case. You yeah, know, I mean, exactly. they for so many, you know, it happens with these cases, these trials that they end up talking too much about the victim. It's like they're not even here to, you know, to yeah. to speak for themselves. Well, hold on, not to just, not just talk about the victim, but they were trying to try the victim in this yeah. case when it's it, not it, about it, him. Exactly. Not in that sense. Exactly. So he's not standing a trial. And you know, it's crazy because even the top one of the top ranking and oldest member of Minneapolis Police Department, uh, he actually said not only was uh, what that officer did, uh, I don't even call him an officer, but you know, whatever that you know that, that guy did, uh, it wasn't part of their policy. And uh, you know, I mean, it's, hmm, it's, it's a violation. Yeah, the, race, the racism and all that, it's you know, it's, it's hidden behind all this, all these excuses and it's just a lie we're gonna exactly. call it what it is it's a lie it's a bold-faced lie exactly. and I'm, I'm just over it i think that you know a fair injustice and that's not fair so go ahead yeah. let's 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 go ahead and try him and um yeah exactly. i wouldn't call my the thing jury my thing is will george floyd and his family receive the justice that they deserve you know we've all seen uh you know the cases over the years and every year there's about between 1,000 and 1,100 um, police officers involved killings. Oh, yeah. not, not necessarily yeah, where they, yeah. Come on now. Well, not necessarily that they're responding to an incident, but these are cases where they kill uh, an innocent black person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a, a black unarmed person unarmed. or mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case was. So there's approximately 1,100 of those cases mm -hmm. per year. And uh, out of those 1,100 cases, those that are tried, they're often acquitted. So, mm -hmm. you know, let justice okay, prevail. Let justice <laughs> prevail in, in this case. So, um, you know, we're going to continue to pray for George's family. As yeah. you guys know, we're in the Houston area. And, uh, you know, this, 
you know, this is big here, yeah. you know, definitely here. It may be in Minneapolis and you know, the whole thing, I mean, you know, over <clears throat> with some guy because he didn't recognize an older bill, uh, dollar bill or $20 bill, whatever it was, uh, you know, that caused all of this. No and it, it, there's no excuse. So, um, uh, you know, whether George is a martyr for us or, uh, you know, God, God makes no mistake. So, um, you know, if this brings us closer together and, uh, and and you saw what it did to Black Lives Matter, you know, it really, uh, you know, brought them out of the obscurity, out of the shadows mm -hmm. and all. So more pronounced now. More pronounced. More Amen. pronounced. Amen. So, so look, tonight we have a Morehouse alone. Morehouse. So, um, you know, definitely, Powerful. you know, definitely, you know, one of our daughters, she's, um, she went to Clark. Yeah, so, uh, Clark. They might know each other. Let's get with them about that. We were talking about the dinner last night. They might know one another. So we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to tap in and see if he does. But yeah. we're certainly excited to have him. Exactly, exactly. And as we mentioned, uh, he's uh, with the Black Man Can. And um, I want to say here, he's decided to devote his career to influence strong male influence. Right and childhood. Paying it forward, pay it forward. Pain we talk forward. about it all Pain the time. Forward. You know, so he's applied his passion for business and education uh, toward the goal of creating concrete avenues for youth to develop in the positive, outstanding young men and women. So Mr. after George. we come back from the commercial break, we're going to uh, talk to him and uh, have a good, positive, black discussion. Yeah, talking about that servanthood and that stewardship. We'll be right back. Hey, before the break, my wife and I were making an introduction of a gentleman that has really touched our spirit with his organization, The Black Man Can. He's a visionary leader. He's success he has successfully built a program that effectively takes students, and I like this because he actually said it, from the classroom to the boardroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's welcome Brandon Frame. <laughs> What's up, Brandon? Right, thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor uh, and a privilege, and just thank you for thinking enough for me to to be able to come on and share and, and just talk a little bit about the Black Man Can. Again, I'm I'm just honored and blessed, and you know I'm I'm appreciative of you and, and the Lord for for making our paths cross. Yeah, we're honored just the same. Exactly. I got a game. You know, you know, I was telling you I have this game. It's called Rapid Fire. So you ready? I'm ready. He interferes. Don't just look at me. Okay, just look at okay. me. 
Okay. Here we go. I'm going to be quiet this time. This, okay, let's give you a try. Maybe we'll give him a try. Okay. Apple or Android? Android. Saxophone or bass guitar? Saxophone. Okay. All-star NBA or NFL Super Bowl? Uh, All-star NBA. Okay. Philanthropy or donor? Philanthropy. Okay. Spiritual or religious? Spiritual. Advocate or mentorship? Mentorship. Okay. That was almost... No, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Ray or, J or Django? Say that again. Ray or Django? Ray. Okay. Yeah, Ray is good. Red beans and rice or black eyed peas and rice and gravy? Red beans and rice. Okay, and last but not least, boys to men or new addition? Boys to men. All right. Yes, yes, yes. So that's it. That was it. It's kind of fun. I do it with everybody and I do my little research, you know, on my guests so that I can go in and just kind of pick the things that I think that kind of apply. So it gives us a peek into who you are as an individual as well to introduce our guests. Yeah. So thank you. So speaking of who you are, yeah. I, I gave a, a very brief introduction, but um, I, I, because of who you are, I want you to tell our viewers who you are and also what is the Black Man King? Uh, uh, Brandon Frame is a role model, a scholar, and a gentleman, um, a renaissance man uh, with a, a social conscience and a global perspective. Uh, the Black Man Can is a nonprofit uh, digital media platform, lifestyle brand focused on uh, creating and amplifying stories of what Black men and boys can do, uh, making sure that we educate, inspire, uh, and motivate uh, Black men uh, to, you know, reach their their goals and show you know show the world how you know we we uh we're, we're showing up in the world now, now how do you do that with uh and is it just black men because I, I thought i saw something about uh men and women um i would say that um we we focus uh, we have an intentional focus on, on black men um, but we also know that there is no there's not black men without black women so we make sure that we amplify the voices of black women we make sure we create that space uh, we make sure that we acknowledge our privilege um, so that we can uh, um, hear the voices of black women and girls um, and um, how we do that um, in terms of the showing in terms of the work in terms of black men is uh, we have a building a better brother summit we have our um, our social media channels uh, we have different events um, that we do um, king's roundtable um, the uh, uh, my first tie um, and the list goes on of um, different things that we're just looking to do to make sure that we positively impact the community, but also um, highlight the positive images and narratives of black men and boys. Now, now what community, I'm sorry, what uh, communities are these that are you uh, involved with? I know you're from New York, so are you nationwide? How does this work? Uh, the, the Building a Better Brother Summit travels um, all over the country to different cities, working mm -hmm. with different municipalities um, and, and schools. Um, and we host different events also in different cities. And then our social media um, reaches about seven, eight million people, you know, across the, the country in terms of um, content that we create and amplify. Wow. How was this first? I mean, how did it come about? What was it that inspired this? Was it just you? Was it a group of people, you know, some flat brothers? What was it? Um, I attended uh, the Morehouse College um, in Atlanta, Georgia, 
And um, but when I was there, I, I between spending time on campus and spending time um, in East Atlanta, um, I saw a, a, a quote I live by is once you make an observation, you have an obligation. Uh, so I, I made an observation that black men and boys need to see positive images of themselves and need to have their stories told. And so therefore uh, I created it um, or I had the, I had the uh, obligation to create it. And so I did. And so in 2010, um, I launched a, a blog um, and then it's grown into what it is here 11 years later. And I, but I, I think that's, you know, when I think about your show and what you both stand for, I think it's important for me to share that when I started um, the Black Man Can, you know, I started a blog. And so as a blog, you want to get dot um, com, right? Dot com wasn't available. The only thing that was available was dot org. You know, I was a little upset about that. But I think the beauty in that is that God knew what my order steps were going to be. He yeah. knew it was going to be a nonprofit and impact, you know, communities across the country. So he ordered your steps. He ordered your steps. So I, so I just wanted to share that with your uh, with your uh, viewers, um, because I think it's important to know that, you know, ideas are spiritual children seated by God inside of us. Um, and he gives us the tools and places the people around us to manifest um, those dreams into reality. Uh, and so, um, and that brings us to, to us being here today. Yes, those divine appointments, amen, amen. I'm for it. We definitely are. Hey, you know, uh, of course, we were talking about the George Floyd uh, case. Well, I don't want to say George Floyd case, but, uh, you know, the situation that's going on right now. And we live in turbulent times. And a lot of these uh, times involve, um, you know, like we mentioned, the unarmed killing of our black men and women. Right. So with um, this being prevalent all over social media and your attempt to show a positive light, what are some of the implicit biases that you run across when doing the black man can and how do you overcome them uh, i think it's a, it's a very powerful question one i don't get asked um as often as maybe uh, i could um so i think one i think you know you like you mentioned that we live in turbulent times and i would say when haven't we lived in turbulent times right yeah. i think that that's something to acknowledge as a, as a black person as a black man as a black woman that we've always lived turbulent time since the moment we stepped foot since the moment we were brought here to this country right and that racial trauma is a very real thing you know you had in oh, Europe, I'm sorry, you, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, you know you 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 know when you trace it all the way back it it starts with white on white trauma in in European 12th century 11th century you know then you get to you know um, Puritans coming over here but they took their trauma and then inflicted upon that upon us after once you especially once you create the the power construct that is race right it's important that we look at it not as a power as a social construct but as a power construct because when we look at it in that perspective it allows you to see the world in a different way um, and and, uh, and and why people do the things that they do. Um, and why the world looks the way it was, or why we live in these turbulent times and have always lived in these turbulent times. Uh, so I think that's really important to, to, to acknowledge. Um, and then when it comes to the page, I mean, I think it's really interesting because we have, you know, closing in on 600,000 followers and that, that spans a lot of uh, uh, countries and people and communities, right? Sure. And so what, it, what I would say before I even get into different things is that one thing that the page will represent in terms of the comments is that Black people are not monolithic. Right. Like we you have conservative black people, you have progressive black people, uh, you have people who are for certain laws and not and against certain laws who are like when I was posting, you know, I posted stuff, you know, that was pro 
uh, uh, Biden and people are like, you know, oh, how could this page, you know, support, you know, Biden and he's he was one of the architects of the 93 crime bill, you know, and there's so many different things to, to unpack. So I think that the page for me just reflects that we're not monolithic. Um, yeah. I could go into like, yep, you know, colorism comes up on the page, you mm -hmm. know, in terms of I might post a couple and, and she might be light skin and he's dark skin. And then people like, you know, got something to say about that in the comments. That's a real thing. But that's also something we deal with within within our community. But there isn't an ethnicity that doesn't deal with it. Indians deal with it. Latinos deal with it. You know, white people deal with it. This is so, what I was talking about, you know. I mean, you know, we see things where, uh, you know, you see two pictures of, let's say it may represent the same thing, but the people in the, in the uh, picture are, are, diff are different nationalities. You know, one may be black, the other one may be, may be, may be white. Maybe racial. Yeah. Some people have something to no, say. No, 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 that's not what I was going there. But what, what I was saying is is that with the, with, with the black person, you know, let's say if, uh, you know, he had a bag and had some food in it or something, right? You know, and it was during the time this, this past summer when we were going through all the, the uh, riots and things like that. He may have just been coming from the store, but the media will caption it as, you know, he just looted these items from this grocery store, where as a, a, a white couple or a white person, same caption, same picture rather, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the same loaf of bread or same uh, food sticking right. out of the bag, you know, they would probably say, oh, you know, he just came from shopping. Right. I mean, those are those are definitely you know we we don't perpetuate um, those uh, uh, stereotypes. <laughs> those stereotypes on, on our page. But I think what's more reflective is that you catch that in in the comments in terms of what people will say. So exactly. I, think that, I think that in terms of implicit bias, I'm not saying that you probably could look at our page and you know people could come up with different things that hey you don't post this or you don't share that and and that's fair those are fair critiques i'm always open to critique and constructive criticism um, but i think also the comments will reflect um implicit biases of us as a people as well as um the different things that we care about um or are important to people but it, but it then ultimately reflects how um that we're not monolithic and that you know, black people come um, and all they believe in different um, practices. You know, I, you know, we, we live in a buffet style democracy. So yeah. that means is like, you know, hey, I like I like I want my plate with the uh, with the with the general style chicken and the macaroni and cheese. And but I don't want the shrimp, you know, what I mean, and so that's how we live in as a buffet style democracy. Like I like that policy. I like that policy. But that policy right now, I ain't really with that one. You know what I mean? So that's it's just, everyone. You know, I have a question. So you're in higher education. And one of the things that, I mean, I, I lived in education and I pretty much still am. I'm a lifelong learner. Um, what are your thoughts as far as with the direction that you have focused for your education and higher education? How will that correlate to the black man's hand when you feel that you've reached your pinnacle you know, of your education? Um, you know, I think uh, what's interesting uh, with that question, which is a great question, is that, um, you know, at Morehouse, um, one of the things that they tell you the first day you get there is that um, that Morehouse uh, holds a crown uh, above you um, and, and challenges you, challenges you to grow tall enough to wear it. Uh, but then you mm -hmm. learn that the, the crown continues to be raised. Um, so, like, you ultimately never reach it. So I think um, there is no uh, maybe 
pinnacle um, of where um, where I will will land. Um, I'm in a doctoral program to you know become Doctor Frame. Ultimately, um, that will allow me to have opportunity uh, to continue to reach the crown that's raised above me, right? And so that can there's lots of different roles and lots of different roles in the world that can allow me to create tremendous impact. When I think about the roles and responsibilities that I have, I think about um, I think about impact, I think about influence, and I think about power. Yeah. Right? So those are the three things that it, money is not necessarily an issue. I'm not worried about that. Like I'm talented, so I know I'm going to make money. I know that my worth and the, the checks that are going to come my way are going to be large because I'm talented, right? People want to look for talent, but I, I look for roles and opportunities that will allow for me to have influence, that will allow for me to create change and create impact um, and give me power. Amen. That's just what I wanted to hear. And I knew that was what you were going to say. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. You've got that crown. You've got that crown at each level. You've got that crown. Right. Hey, Brandon, you know, the three of us have had uh, mentors that really shaped and impact who we are, um, you know, as people. Ongoing. Ongoing, yeah. And what are some of your organizations, coaches, and or mentors doing to be impactful to our, our communities? Uh, absolutely. So what we what we've done um, is through with the building a better brother summit, which travels around the country, uh, we've built a mentor network. And at this point, you know, maybe it's about four or five hundred men who, you know, will be considered a part of the network. And you know, what we do is when we go to a a city or a country, you know, we're like we put the bat signal out, and I say, you know, who can make it, right? And these are men that that span every walk of life, you know, from politicians to investors to real estate to educators um to also just just your regular brother right it's important to acknowledge that like every black man has a story right yeah. and every black man has a story that can be shared with the younger generation and it's probably at least one person in the room that will relate to his experiences of how he turned his stumbling blocks into stepping stones right mm -hmm. and that's ultimately what we do if 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 it took me and if it took you uh, uh, 20 steps, then we should be able, we should be, we should not be gatekeepers. We should not hoard information. We should share that information so that it takes somebody else 10. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, that's what the mentors bring to the table. And that's what this is all about. That's awesome. I mean, I love it. You, I mentioned, you mentioned a word, you mentioned our stories, right? And when uh, I was doing some research on you, I uh, noticed on your website in the, our story section, Use the word, a word that we use a lot in our counseling, which is the word intentional, mm -hmm. right? And in using that, uh, what intentional message do you want to share with our viewers about being intentional? Oh, man. Um, you know, intentional um, is uh, every, I'm going to kind of paint this like a little bit of a circle, right? So I already mentioned that, you know, uh, ideas are spiritual children seated by God inside of us, right? So I mentioned that, you know, um, Benjamin, Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays says, um, every man and woman was put on this earth to do something unique and something distinctive. If he or she does not do it, it will never be done, right? Mm -hmm. so, then, so we start there, right? So you, you own that, right? Then you own the idea that your steps are ordered. We already mentioned that too, so I'm not going to dwell. And so we got we got steps are ordered. We got ideas of spiritual children. Everybody's put on this earth to do something unique or something distinctive, right? Um, and so when we take all that into to account, it's about being intentional about your steps, about your your intentions, the things that you want to do because your steps are ordered. This yeah. idea or your purpose 
Um, that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't do it, nobody else will do it, right? And he's going to put the people and the tools around you to make that happen. And so, you know, I just wanted to connect those dots to some of the themes that I've been mentioning, uh, you know, uh, in terms of to your question around intention. And if you take those pieces, right? And then if you throw in a little bit more scripture there, we could throw in faithful without work is dead. We can walk by faith and not by sight, right? And when you put that together, that's that's literally like a step-by-step process personal to the goals and the dreams and the things that you will accomplish. Oh, and he, I'm like, he's speaking our language because we use yeah. things, all the words, we use all these buzzwords. That's what we use. But yeah. I love it. You know, I exactly exactly so we you know like i said you know we we talk to our people that we counsel on a daily basis you know we talk to them about being intentional in their marriages and their relationships we also let them know that they have to be intentional in being a family because their marriage is their children's classroom right so we definitely uh you know we appreciate you know your um i'm, I'm gonna use your last name your framework around yeah, it. No, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, can you tell us, uh, tell our viewers, brother, what are some future activities of the Black Man Can that they can either help with, donate, and even participate? And after our show, I want to talk to you about some things that uh, a couple of men's organizations that I'm involved in that maybe we can kind of correlate and collaborate uh, a couple of things, okay? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, we, we're, you know, the world is slowly opening back up. I don't think that we'll be still doing any in-person uh, things. Maybe some of our events, like the King's Roundtable, potentially, because they're smaller events. Um, but our Building a Better Brother Summits operate virtually. We're in some contract talks now to do some more virtual conferences. So I'm excited about uh, the prospects to, to do that. Um, we have some new, we have our, the Black Man Can store. You know, when you buy stuff in our store, it goes back to to support the nonprofit organization. Um, that's one reason why we created the store so that it can, uh, so that we can generate revenue to do the work in the community that we want to do. Um, and we have some new products that are going to be coming on the way as well. Uh, when I, I can't announce it right now, just because it's still in design, but when it, when it's ready, I'll be coming to both of you to, to talk about how we can get it out there into the uh, to the Houston community and to the rest of the world. Um, networks because um, I think it's a it'll be another impactful tool coming out of the black man can so I'm excited about that um, and that, that's kind of it I mean I think you know it is COVID um, so you know some of the things that we will be doing on a, on a larger scale just are just a little bit halted and that's okay because you know at this time one of these things in terms of the pandemic um, for black men and black women but you know with the black man can so for black men it, it gave us a time to think right like I think you know like you know, as black men, we didn't we we don't always get that time to just sit and think, right? And 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 that's what when we get a chance to do that, we really get to strategize and think about our next steps. So I think that this has, the pandemic has allowed me the opportunity to to sit and think, uh, make some decisions, uh, so that that way, as we come out of the pandemic, um, we can flourish. Yeah, it's further uh, faster. Yeah, good friend uh, uh, from my old church, Miles Minicast. Shout out to you. Hashtag for the factor. And that's just what it is. We're so busy as a people grinding, you know, grinding and the hustle, hustle, hustle. So you're right. But there wasn't enough time to think. We didn't have that downtime. Where this, like you said, we strategize and it's like, let's shift. Yeah. Let's take this time to shift. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, we're going to break for commercial, but um, when we come back, we're going to have our letter, read our letter of the day. So can you hang around and uh, and talk with us about that? Or yeah, we'll all Okay, cool. Oh.
Love in Black with Tori and Terry is officially live across Apple Music, Spotify, and iHeart Media platforms. At Love in Black with Tori and Terry, we cultivate positive love conversations, which means that your love is always in the positive. Join us as we discuss marriage, relationships, and singles topics, as well as answer your letters on air. To be a guest on the show, advertise, sponsor, or submit a topic, email us at loveinblack1 at gmail.com. Find us by typing Love in Black with Tori and Terry in your preferred media platform. We now return to Love in Black with Tori and Terry. Hey, and welcome back. Hey, we were talking with Brandon Frame. He's still on the screen now. Amazing. But uh, great interview, man. And uh, I wish we had a lot more time to ask you a lot more questions, but... Uh, we can do that offline. Oh, anyway. we just have them back. That's how we saw that. We just exactly. Have them back. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And in person. So you guys know what time it is. It's time for our letter of the day. And um, we have one. And this is kind of, there's a couple of words in here you guys may be offended with, but uh, it's okay because y'all know how we do. Oh, Lord. I can't, I can't <laughs> stop it, y'all. When you get on the roll, I can't stop it. It's not me. I'm re- just reading the letter. That's all. So anyway, you're Tori and Terry. My husband and I have been married for three years, and although we do not have any children together, he has custody of his two daughters, aged 12 and 17. The 12-year-old is a dream, but the 17-year-old is very disrespectful to her father, me, and anyone else who crosses her path. Her mother is a toxic influence, and to be honest, I don't want her in our home. She has cursed my husband on several occasions and even went as far to say, I see why my mom doesn't like your sorry ass. Me personally, she would have been tasting toes from my foot going up going up her sorry ass. How can I get my husband to stand up to her and demand his respect? He just says that she's his daughter and she is who she is. What she is is a spoiled brat and about to get her wish of staying with her bio mom. How can I get him to handle this situation before I do? Woo. Okay. I look at Brandon's face. I got something to say. Okay, wait. As a mama, as a mama, and I can say that because we're a blended family. So I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of something to say. Y'all want me to go first? You go, ahead, to wait? go ahead. There's a couple of things to consider here because I did the math. They've been married three years. So we have to count for about a good year and a half or so for them to meet, dig each other if she, unless, unless she was hanging period. around kind of on the side. I don't know. But let's that puts that child about fourteen to thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. Smack dab in that middle in that adolescence. Smack dab in it. So not knowing what the situation was at home. She's the oldest child. So that mm-hmm. means she's probably saw a lot more of the arguing because her and her sister are five years apart. Yeah. So she was really taken in. You know, kids are like a sponge. They're soaking stuff up. They're hearing the dialogue in the house, whether it was, you know, I mean we don't know how violent it was, how ugly it was. She was in that environment and she was sucking it up. And so case in point, what you get from this, because it was negative. What did they do to talk to her, to let her know that our divorce is not your fault? This has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. What was that dialogue as well as, I mean, there's so many things to consider here, even onboarding this new woman. Yeah. You know, how did, what was the onboarding process? What is her her relationship like with her little sister? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now the baby comes in and she's the sweet one, apparently. You know, she's the dream. Yeah. So she's getting all the attention. Or a dream. 
Yeah, so, well, but you get what I'm saying. So with all that being said, there's so much to consider. She is probably fearful, 17. Is she going to college? What's what's her plan? What is she focused on? Now that she's she uh, being disrespectful to everyone. She may be. Past. She just may be, you know, just a badass. Um, I mean, you know, you have bad girls and stuff like that, but that's another thing. What was she watching? Who's she hanging with? Was she listening to? Mm -hmm. There's so much to consider here. And, you know, I mean, she saw a lot. Yeah. Did anybody discuss the goal? Is there any daddy-daughter time with just her? Yeah. Is there any of that? You know, and um, does she have the option to go back to her mother's? We don't know. I don't know. Apparently she wants to, though. Well, I, Brandon, what do you think about, about this? I mean... This is such an interesting uh, scenario. I, I think one there needs to be a conversation, the dad dad daughter conversation, like a, a real sit down. I don't know if they have it at the kitchen table. Let's go to dinner. Let's go to talk. Like what what's 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 wrong? Why do you treat me this way? What what is your feeling, right? Um, and then if it's ultimately that she does want to live with her mom, and you know it's 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 um, people all people have. Uh, I'm, I'm one of five, right, of my mom's kids. And my teenage years were completely different than my brother's teenage years, even though we grew up in the same house, right? Mm -hmm. So there may be this time where, like, she needs to go live with her mom, right? And and let that happen. However, maybe we don't know much about the mom. We don't know what type of situation it is. But if that's what she wants, you know what? Maybe that might be what's best even after the conversation i think there is a conversation that needs to be had um he can continue to talk to his his new wife in terms of of their relationship um i don't know if there's much of a space for her to talk to the daughter just yet because it doesn't seem like there's a good relationship there or for whatever reason right because that might be part of it right we, we don't you know obviously a little more but i think there's definitely a conversation between the the father and the daughter um ultimately coming to a decision on next steps uh, we make that decision and then we see where uh, things go from there. But there definitely needs to be a conversation and then there needs to be actionable um, items afterwards saying, okay, this is what it's going to be if you're going to live in this house and these are the rules and this is how um, it's going to be, right? Um, and then um, if not, this is where you go. And on, on the other things, you know, if you do stay here, these are the rules. But, you know, you're more than welcome at 18 to, to move out and get your own job and, you know, figure this thing out on yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming as a dad, he said, I, I love you. You are my daughter. Um, I want to give you the world. I want you to have everything, um, but I won't be treated. Um, uh, 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 I will not be disrespected exactly. uh, in, my, in my house. And so there's a conversation to be had there. Um, and again, an action items afterwards. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, That's exactly right. He hit the he hit every point. You know, in addition to what you what both of you guys have said, uh, I mean, there's so much more in this as well. So we're we're looking at a, a seventeen year old disrespectful girl. We're looking at a toxic relationship between the, the ex uh the exes, right? There is a lot of pain with the girl. Uh, and I really think that she saw a lot mm -hmm. of dysfunction in the house 
that's why she feels that she's entitled to or well i won't say feels that she's entitled to talk to her father in this manner because her mother did yeah and right? you know what not only that i was just thinking you guys i bet you any money that her mother because remember i said she's kind of adolescent so she who's to say that the mother the mother was talking to her about something because she might use her as her confidant and share too much with her for her to say that's why my mom doesn't like your story yeah. uh -huh. which, which, which you know we we, we always uh talk to um couples about not discussing things of uh the other parent the bio parent uh you know around the children or in their vicinity or anything because they can hear they can hear these things and they pick up on it especially uh you know if the girl doesn't want to be in this particular environment so when i said there was a lot to unpack there there is um you know one with the disrespect I mean, you know, she, you know, her father should have taught her and her mother should have taught her, but something is going on with that mother because in the United States, it's kind of hard for the father to get full custody and he's had full custody. So I don't know if he doesn't want to go upside her head, so to speak, just because uh, he doesn't want to lose that or uh you know or the daughter may go back to the mother and sister. i mean there, there, there's there's said. unwritten dynamics that, 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 that we don't that, that we don't know for her to feel comfortable enough to say that's why my mom doesn't like your sorry ass you know there's a lot of talk going on that doesn't involve there's a lot of adult conversation going on that doesn't involve a child mm -hmm. i mean this child isn't in a child's place the father's being passive aggressive i mean you know I, I know that there that, that he has to be saying something, but father, if you're listening, what you need, or any father for that matter, uh, because we're you know, we're, you know we're, we're we're talking to you know, we're responding to this letter, but you know we're talking to a thousand or so people with this same situation. And the thing is, you have to stop it. You know, you have to nip this in the bud. First of all. You guys are a blended family, you know, even though this other woman doesn't have any children, uh, you know, or she doesn't mention it, but you're still a blended family. So there's expectations, there's boundaries. There's so many boundaries that have been crossed here Absolutely. that hasn't even been addressed, uh, you know, by this way. This, the lady that wrote the letter, she's on her. I mean, <laughs> what did Robin Harris say? Pissed off to the highest point of festivity. She's at that level where she wants to just do something with this girl and she doesn't care if this girl stays or goes, but she's not having having it in her home and I don't blame her. It's toxic. Um, it's you very know, toxic. I, you guys, everybody, you know, pretty much knows that we are counselors by day and media personalities by night, sometimes by day too. But I do want to put this out there. This is this show is Love and Black and that is putting your love in the positive, just like your finances. You don't want them in the red, you want them in the black. And so this is the opportune time to, you know, for those of you that are experiencing this, know someone who's experiencing this, to have a talk with them and say, listen, if this is out of your hands and you don't have the tools, you don't even know where to start with this, get some help. Yeah. Call in a third party, a mediator. My husband and I are counselors. We, um, with that therapist, we don't just counsel married couples. It's marriage and relationship. That's not just, you know, that's not just a romantic relationship. That is mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. That's mothers and daughters. That's fathers and sons. We're here. And if you can't do it by yourself, because I hate to see you attempt to do it and mess it up even worse, because this is this is dire. And especially yeah. this child's hurting. It's obvious. There's a lot of pain there. And it needs to be it needs to be addressed for both of you. Yeah. So, you know, get the help that you need if you can't do it on your own. 
right, I assume that's your closing that argument. That is my closing. Brandon, you got any closing arguments on on this or even anything that you mentioned earlier? Uh, uh, so this is this is my last remark. This is we're, clo- we're closing out from here. Yeah. All right. So I, I'll share this. Um, um, uh, one of my, uh, it's a story I always like to tell. Sometimes it'd probably be better if I was in person, but I'm gonna tell it now, and then when we do it again, maybe I'll say it again. But um, you know, if you, have have you ever uh, for both of you ever had Seven Up? Yeah. Right. It's called Seven Up because it took them seven different formulas before they got all the right chemicals together to make Seven Up that we drink today. Uh, have you ever used uh, WD forty nine? I mean WD forty. It's called yeah. it's called WD forty because it stands for water displacement perfected on the fortieth try, right? So it took them forty times before they made WD forty, right? Um, have you ever used four hundred nine in your house? Yeah. Uh, it's called four hundred nine. They call four hundred nine because it took them four hundred and nine times before they got all the chemicals get right to make four hundred nine. So for everybody listening, for your viewers, um, everybody who listened to this. Um, your dreams, your goals, uh, the things that you're working on, um, the, the issues that you may have at home, uh, you know, everything, the, the, everything that you want. It may take seven times, it may take 40 times, and it might just take 409 times. But all those products have made over a billion dollars, right? And we can all think of something that on the second time we quit. Um, but if we're, if we're faithful, right, if we persevere, if we're consistent, um, it, like I said, it might take 70 times, it might take 40 times, it might take 409 times, but there's billion dollar ideas, billion dollar dreams, and billion dollar goals that can be had uh, when we when we stay the course um, and, and follow through on um, things that people, that the ideas that we have. Yeah. You know, Brandon, two things about what you said. One, there's a, there's a old saying that there are million dollar dreams and stuff laid out in the cemetery all over all over the world. You know, people that didn't uh, fulfill their dreams or had an idea, but just didn't do anything with it. Right? You know, you, I think you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show how God has given us all these mm-hmm. talents, all these things to do, but it's up to us to move on and be intentional about it. You know. And then the second one I wanted to add to that is you might want to add Thomas Edison to that list there. Um, you know, remember he's was to have failed over a thousand times or so in trying to uh, get the, I don't know if it was either the light bulb or the, uh, or yeah, I think it was yeah, the light bulb. So, uh, or the electric plant, whatever it was, it was over a thousand times he failed, but he didn't look at it that way. You know, he looked at it as, you know, hey, it's a thousand times that, uh, you know, I, I perfected, <laughs> I perfected this, you know, so uh, that's, how you, that's how you have to look at it. Uh, and as far as my closing arguments, um, Brandon, again, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, we are mentors in the sense of what we do and, and things like that in counseling as well as uh, having our media platforms. Uh, definitely want to thank you for coming on and explaining who and what you do. Very admirable. I mean, yeah. like I said, you know, you really touched our spirit when we read and uh, you know, found you initially. So uh, keep up the good work, man, and uh, we definitely want to be a part of whatever the black man can. We will come together and break bread. Yes, we will. Yeah, awesome. I look forward to it. <laughs> and with the lady that wrote the letter here, man, I am so sorry that you're going through this, but um, you and your father—your father, I'm sorry—you and your husband, you one have to be on the same accord. You have to 
work together in, in order to get these children on the same page. Because eventually, a 12-year-old dream, she's going to, you know, catch some of that bad seed or catch some of that. Yeah, that, toxic. It's already yeah, that toxic, yeah, toxicity yeah. is uh, just already there. And uh, she's going to think it's okay if you guys aren't doing anything about it. So remember that. And to tag along with what I should have said earlier, if you guys have the opportunity to mentor anyone, take that opportunity yes. because you never know what impact you're going to have. And not just a child's life, but grown-ups have adults have ment adult mentors as well yeah. so keep that in mind and we had a great show today brandon one more thing if you and we're going to put it on the screen as well but if you can just tell our viewers where they can uh again like i said donate participate or even find out more about your organization can you do that please yeah, um, you can come to www.theblackmancan.com uh, for everybody that listens to this. I'm giving out a discount code right now for you to shop on our store. Uh, hashtag King10. Hashtag King10. You can use that um, when you check out. It's 15% uh, off um, uh, your purchase of whatever you buy in the store. Um, and again, uh, blackmancan.com. If you want to donate to the organization, that's theblackmancan.org. Um, again, either way, we uh, it, it supports the work that we're doing in communities. And um, I appreciate the opportunity again to be here to share with you and to build community with you. And I look forward to maintaining it over time. Definitely, definitely. Amen on that. Hey, guys, again, we uh, love you guys for uh, always tuning in. We love the comments Thank and for the thanks for the support. So we will be back on air next Friday night with another special guest. And I always say same black time, same black channel. <laughs> Go ahead. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you guys. Make love, not war. See you later. Bye. Bye.